part two of andersonville diary by john l ransom this librivox recording is in the public domain part two new year's day and the place it finds us apples to eat and an old comrade joins us matters getting worse with occasional rumours of exchange etc etc january one eighteen sixty four a great time this morning wishing one another a happy new year robinson bought on the outside a dozen apples and gave us all a treat nothing but cornbread to eat and very poor quality dr f l lewis veterinary surgeon ninth michigan cavalry came in to-day was captured at dandridge east tennessee where our regiment had a severe engagement tells me all the news colonel acker wounded etc etc thinks it a queer new year trip but also thinks we will be exchanged before many weeks january two rebel congress about to meet and the people of richmond demand through the papers that the prisoners confined here be removed immediately as there is hardly enough for themselves to eat aside from feeding us northern hirelings hear of bread riots and lots of trouble across the river a big fire last night in the vicinity of libby prison january three received a letter from michigan not quite so cold but disagreeable weather nine men bucked and gagged at one time on the outside two of them for stealing sour beans from a swill barrel they would get permission to pass through the gate to see the lieutenant and instead would walk around the cook-house to some barrels containing swill scoop up their hats full and then run inside but they were caught and are suffering a hard punishment for it january four some ladies visited the island to see us blue-coats and laughed very much at our condition thought it so comical and ludicrous the way the prisoners crowded the bank next the cook-house looking over at the piles of bread and compared us to wild men and hungry dogs a chicken belonging to the lieutenant flew up on the bank and was snatched off in short order and to pay for it we are not to receive a mouthful of food to-day making five or six thousand suffer for one man catching a little chicken january five succeeded in getting dr lewis into our tent is rather under the weather owing to exposure and hardship jimmy devers spends the evenings with us and we have funny times talking over better days and are nearly talked out i have said all i can think and am just beginning to talk it all over again all our stories have been told from two to three or four times and are getting stale we offer a reward for a good new story january six still prisoners of war without the remotest idea as to how long we are to remain so some of the paroled yankees on the outside curse and treat the inside prisoners more cruel when they have a chance than the rebels themselves blass a spaniard who has been a prisoner over a year and refuses to be exchanged is the lieutenant's right-hand man he tied up a man a few days ago for some misdemeanor and whipped him he is afraid to come inside knowing he would lose his life in a jiffy he also raises the rebel flag at the island mornings and lowers it at night 
it is a dirty rag and the appearance of it ought to disgust any sensible person january seven rainy cold and disagreeable weather henry stilson a fellow who was captured with me was carried out dead this morning he was diseased when taken and fell an easy prey to their cruelties a good deal of raiding is going on among the men one captain mosby commands a band of cutthroats who do nearly as they please cheating robbing and knocking down operating principally upon new prisoners who are unacquainted with prison life mosby is named after the rebel guerrilla his real name being something else he is from new york city and is a regular bummer january eight all taken outside to-day to be squatted over an all-day job and nothing to eat the men being in hundreds and some dying off every day leave vacancies in the squads of as many as die out of them and in order to keep them filled up have to be squatted over every few days thereby saving rations richmond papers are much alarmed for fear of a break among the prisoners confined within the city it is said that there are six hundred muskets secreted among the bell islanders the citizens are frightened almost to death double guards are placed over us and very strict orders issued to them january nine a signal light suspended over the island all last night for some reason unknown to the men confined there we are cautioned against approaching within eight or ten feet from the bank one of the raiders went through a man who lay near the bank and started to run after robbing him a guard who saw the whole affair shot the villain dead and was applauded by all who knew of the affair fifteen or twenty carried out this morning dead and thirty or forty nearly so in blankets january ten a brass band over to-day giving us a tune looks more like a wandering tribe of vagabonds than musicians discoursed sweet music such as bonnie boo flag the girl i left behind me and for their pains got three groans from their enemies in limbo dying off very fast on the island january eleven a steady rain for twenty-four hours and have not been dry during the time however it is a warm rain and get along very well we are still issuing clothing but very slow about one hundred per day get partly clothed up no news of exchange abe lincoln reported dead papers very bitter on beast butler as they call him manage by a good deal of skirmishing to get the papers almost every day in which we read their rebel lies a plan afoot for escape but am afraid to say anything of the particulars for fear of my diary being taken away from me as i came inside to-night with some bread in my haversack some fellows who were on the watch pitched into me and gobbled my saved-up rations i don't care for myself for i have been to supper but the boys in the tent will have to go without anything to eat for this night it don't matter much they are all hungry and it did them as much good as it would our mess january twelve james river very high a continual roar in our ears caused by the water falling over the cataract just above the island rebels fired a large shell over the prison to scare us january fifteen everything runs along about the same little excitements from day to day 
the weather is fair and taken altogether thus far this winter has been very favourable to us as prisoners lieutenant bozier lost his dog some yanks snatched him into a tent and eat him up bozier very mad and is anxious to know who the guilty ones are all he can do is to keep all our rations from us one day and he does it seems pretty rough when a man will eat a dog but such is the case january eighteen too much exertion to even write in my diary talk of getting away by escaping but find no feasible plan rebs very watchful some mail to-day but nothing for me saw some papers and a new prisoner brought with him a new york paper but not a word in it about exchange am still outside most every day george hendrix at work in the cook-house cooking rations for the prisoners comes down where i am every day and hands me something to take inside for the boys he tells the lieutenant he has a brother inside that he is feeding although it is against orders lieutenant bossier pays no attention to it january twenty rebel officers over to-day inspecting us yanks some of the worst-looking arabs in shape of officers i ever saw jimmy devers comes to our tent every night and sits with us until bedtime is a jolly chap and keeps us all in good spirits with his sayings sergeant robinson i learned to-day instead of being a sergeant is a lieutenant his whole company being captured he preferred to go with them and share their trials than go with the officers the men are very much attached to him and no wonder as he is a fine fellow his home is in sterling whiteside county illinois corporal mccarton is as his name would indicate an irishman and his home is louisville kentucky is a shoemaker by trade he is also a mason and i am going to write down wherein the fact of his being a mason has brought good into the camp to-day the boys feeling rather more hungry than usual were rather despondent when the corporal gets up and says boys i'll go and get something to eat went out of the tent and in twenty minutes came back with three or four pounds of bacon and two loaves of corn-bread we were surprised and asked how he had performed the miracle told us then that he was a mason as also was the lieutenant in charge from whom the food came we decided then and there that the first opportunity that presented itself we would join the masons can see the rebels drilling across the river january twenty two cold and clear weather nothing to write to-day it's a task january twenty four we are all troubled with heartburn sour stomach and all drink weak lye made from ashes for it every day some new ones come inside but they know nothing as to the prospects of our being exchanged all are considerably surprised to find themselves in quite so bad a place and the subject of prison life begins to interest them good deal of gambling going on among prisoners chuck-a-luck is the favourite game you lay your ration of bread down on a figure on a board and a fellow with a dice-box shakes it up a little throws out the dice and your bread is gone don't understand the game myself that's all i ever saw of the game lay down the bread and it's gone rather a one-sided affair some men are very filthy which makes it disagreeable for those of more cleanly habits 
i believe that many very many who now die would live if they adopted the rules that our mess has and lived up to them it is the only way to get along january twenty five being in this place brings out a man for just what he is worth those whom we expect the most from in the way of braving hardships and dangers prove to be nobody at all and very often those whom we expect the least from prove to be heroes every inch of them notably one of these is george hendrix who is nothing but a good-looking effeminate boy fit you would say to be going to school with a mother to look after him and for not much else but instead he is brave cheerful smart watching every chance to get the best of the johnny rebs his position in the cookhouse has given him a chance to feed i presume hundreds of men near the cookhouse is a storehouse and in it are several hogsheads of hams these hams were sent from the sanitary commission in the north for union prisoners but they for whom they were intended do not get them and they are being eaten up by the rebels hendrix has managed to get up a board in the cookhouse floor where he can crawl fifteen or twenty feet under the storehouse and up through that floor by this yankee trick he has stolen i presume one hundred hams and gotten them inside where they belong this is very risky on his part for should he be discovered it would go very hard with him he is about as unselfish a fellow as you can well find this is only one of his plans to outwit the rebels for our benefit his head is all the time too planning some way of escape well we all hope he won't get caught all shake in our boots for him was on guard last night outside over the clothing there is so much clothing stole by the rebels that bossier put a guard of two over the boxes through the night and if any of the rebs come around to steal we are instructed to wake up the lieutenant who sleeps near by in a tent i was on duty last night with joe myers and hendrix came where we were and unfolded a plan for escape which he has been working up it is a risky affair and had best be thought over pretty thorough before put into execution robinson has been found out as a lieutenant and taken over to richmond to be placed with the officers in libby prison we are sorry that we must lose him january twenty sixth ninety-two squads of prisoners confined on less than six acres of ground one hundred in a squad making nine thousand and two hundred altogether the lice are getting the upper hand of us the ground is literally covered with them bean soup to-day and is made from the following recipe don't know from what cook-book some new addition beans are very wormy and musty hard work finding a bean without from one to three bugs in it they are put into a large cauldron kettle of river water and boiled for a couple of hours no seasoning not even salt put into them it is then taken out and brought inside six pails full for each squad about a pint per man and not over a pint of beans in each bucket the water is hardly coloured and i could see clear through to the bottom and count every bean in the pail the men drink it because it is warm there is not enough strength or substance in it to do any good we sometimes have very good bean soup when they have meat to boil with it january twenty seven 
more prisoners came to-day and say there is to be no general exchange during the war and we are to be sent off into georgia immediately stormy and disagreeable weather and everybody downhearted very still among the men owing to the bad news hardly a word spoken by anybody the least bit of anything encouraging would change the stillness into a perfect bedlam i this morning looked into a tent where there were seventeen men and started back frightened at the view inside what a tableau for a new york theatre they were all old prisoners nearly naked very dirty and poor some of them sick lying on the cold ground with nothing under or over them and no fire had just been talking over the prospect ahead and all looked the very picture of despair with their hollow eyes sunken cheeks and haggard expression i have before imagined such scenes but never before realized what they were until now and such is but a fair example of hundreds of men fully as bad january twenty eighth no officers over from libby for a few days past nearly all the clothing issued a few days more will close up the clothing business and then probably all the outsiders will be sent inside and for fear such will be the case we have decided upon to-morrow night for the escape which i have not said much about in my diary the nights are dark and cloudy messrs mustard and hendrix both sleep outside now and i must manage to both to-night and to-morrow night i have been two weeks trying to get a map of virginia and have at last succeeded a negro brought it to me from the city it has cost over thirty dollars confederate money at the north would have cost twenty-five cents i would not take for it unless i could get another one one thousand dollars in gold we are well rigged have some food saved up to take along in good health and determined to get away lieutenant bossieux suspects and to-day took the pains to say in our hearing that he knew an escape among the outsiders was in view and as sure as there was a god in heaven if we tried it and got caught and we surely would be he would first shoot all he could before catching us and the balance would be tied up and whipped every day until he got tired as long as we lived we must expect trouble it does not change us in the least if anything makes us the more determined to get away to-night we are to start and i will write down the plans we have running the risk of the rebels getting hold of it at a few moments past eleven and before midnight the guard will let us cross his beat and go to the water's edge we all have rebel clothing which we are to wear furnished partly by a negro and partly by the guard who helps us off we take the quartermaster's boat which we unlock and having been furnished the countersign give it to the picket who will pretend that he thinks we are rebel guards going over to the city in case we are caught which will screen him in a measure having passed him we get into the boat and row across the river give the countersign to the guards on the other side of the river and talk with them a little being ourselves posted on general information regarding the place to quiet their suspicions if they have any we then start up into the town and when out of sight of the guards take a turn to the left and go straight to the richmond jail taking care to avoid patrols and so on 
we will then meet with a negro who will guide us ten miles up the river and then leave us in charge of friendly blacks who will keep us through the next day and at night pilot us farther along toward our lives if possible i shall steal the rebel flag which is kept nights in the lieutenant's tent and a few other relics to take along with me the big bell in richmond strikes six and we close our diary hoping never to look upon it again until we return to free our fellow-prisoners with the glorious army of the north now we leave our diary to finish preparations for the flight for freedom may god aid us in this land of tyranny where we have met nothing but suffering good-bye belle isle and prison hail freedom home friends and the grand army of the old flag what is in store for us in the future february five have been reading over the last few pages of my diary it sounds well but the rebel flag still floats over belle isle our escapade was a grand fizzle and all hands have been punished in more ways than one in the last few days bossieur suspected something going on among us and had us secretly watched and long before we had made a move toward fulfilling our projected plans we were thrown into a guard-house on the island next morning taken out of it and underwent a severe cross-questioning he found our rebel clothing food we had packed found the lock to the boat broke and numerous other signs of an abandonment well the result has been that we were bucked and gagged twice a day for an hour each time and for four hours each of us carried a big stick of wood up and down in front of the gate a guard to prick us with his bayonet if we walked too slow to suit him then hendrix has been strung up by the thumbs nights we have been thrown into a damp cold guard-house to shiver all night every day now for six days we have walked with our sticks of wood so many hours per day and last night were turned inside with all the prisoners to say bossieur says till we rot he can place no dependence on us february six we have to laugh over our trials and tribulations where we had plenty a week ago plenty of exercise and many favors we are now right where we were at first faring just as the rest with no favors shown us it's all right we can stand it just as well as the rest we have never belittled ourselves in the least in our dealings with the rebels bossieur told us himself as we came inside that he didn't blame us in the least for trying to get away but he was obliged to punish us for the attempt hendrix says he will be out again in three days february eight butler reported as commissioner on exchange and the rebels declare that they would never recognize him and would rather that we would all die here than negotiate with the beast congress still in session over in the city and we watch the papers eagerly for something relative to us the holy sabbath day and the church bells ringing for morning service don't think i shall attend this morning it is such a long walk and then i look so bad have nothing fit to wear a man stabbed a few minutes ago by his tent-mate killing him instantly they had all along been the best friends until a dispute arose and one of them drew a knife and killed his comrade strong talk of lynching the murderer have not heard the particulars 
corporal mcharton is missing from the island and am confident from what i have seen that he has escaped and by the help of lieutenant bossier no endeavours are being made to look him up still he offers a reward for his apprehension they are both members of the secret craft february nine great news this morning a raid is being made on richmond by kilpatrick rebels manning their forts in sight of us all are at work women children and in fact everybody who can shovel no cars running over the big bridge double guards placed over us and the greatest activity prevails among them it is really amusing to see them flying around and many are the jokes at their expense all business is suspended in richmond no papers issued and everybody with their guns or working utensils brass bands are playing their best to encourage the broken-down confederacy a portion of the congress came over this afternoon to take a look at us among whom were davis benjamin and howell cobb they are a substantial-looking set of men and of the regular southern cut the broad-brim hats gold-headed canes and aristocratic toss of the head alone would tell who they were they are a proud stern set of men and look as if they would like to brush us out of existence still we are not going to be brushed out so easy and they found men among us who were not afraid to stare or hold our heads as high as their lordships a band accompanied them and played the bonnie blue flag which was hissed and groaned at by the yankees and in return a thousand voices sang yankee doodle very much to their discomfiture february ten the hospital signal lights suspended over the island all night in order to direct the batteries where to aim their pieces in case of an outbreak which is greatly feared rockets sent up at intervals during the night over richmond reported that there are six hundred muskets secreted among the prisoners and citizens very much alarmed and afraid of us i hope there is but cannot believe it it is impossible for me to sleep and i lay awake thinking how we are situated and wondering how long the play is to last february eleven cold and pleasant a good deal of fighting going on among us a discontented set of beings just like so many hungry wolves pinned up together rebels still at work fortifying all around richmond a number of yankees have been taken out in parole of honor to work building breastworks etc but a very few will go and it is considered a great crime among us to work for them have they forgotten our existence at the north it seems as if we were neglected by our government but will not judge them hastily until we know more there are perhaps sufficient reasons for our remaining here very strongly guarded nevertheless we talk of escape and are all the while building air castles february twelve lieutenant bossieur has sent a squad of men from the island composed of runaways over to castle thunder to remain during the war as hostages among whom were our friends myers and mustard i never expect to see them again february thirteen very cold the rebels are again settling down and getting over their scare not much to eat now and the men more disheartened than ever a rebel preacher delivered us a sermon of two hours length from a dry-goods box 
he was listened to attentively and made the remark before closing that he didn't know as he was doing any good talking to us it was like casting pearls before swine and he would close his remarks to which a yankee told him he might have stopped long ago if he'd wanted to no one would have made any objections was told that six hundred are to start for georgia to-day and subsequently six hundred every day until all are removed from richmond lieutenant bossieux says it is so but there is going to be an exchange of sick in a few days and all outside hands shall be sent north with them february fourteen had quite an adventure last night with the raiders one of captain mosby's robbers was trying to steal a blanket from our tent by reaching through the tent opening when dad e p sanders who is always awake threw a brick hitting him on the arm breaking the brick and as he jumped halloed to us come boys let's catch the rascal and out of the door he went a doctor and myself nobly rushed to the rescue and reached the door just in time to see dad turn a short corner way up the street and close on to the heel of mr robber but he slipped and fell and the thief got away were soon snugly ensconced in bed once more congratulating ourselves on losing nothing as we thought but on getting up this morning i found my shoes gone and am barefoot in the middle of winter however i can get more and have no fear on that score six hundred sent away to-day some say to our lines while others think to georgia rebels say to our lines and that a general exchange has been agreed upon great excitement among the men evening lieutenant bossieux called me outside just before night and told me he was called upon to furnish some hostages to be sent to charleston to be kept during the war and had decided to send hendrix and myself with some others said it was better to send those who were always trying to get away have succeeded in buying a pair of shoes which although about four sizes too large are much better than none thanks to the sanitary commission i have good woollen stockings underclothing complete and am otherwise well dressed six hundred sent away this afternoon under a very strong guard which does not look like an exchange february seventeen still on the island another squad taken out yesterday it will not be our turn to go for some days even if six hundred are taken out every day have not been sent for as hostages yet hendrix and myself have decided to flank out and go with the next that go no matter where their destination may be if we don't get away with a ghost of a chance then it will be funny february twenty all sorts of rumors afloat but still we stay here strange officers come over and look at us bossieux away considerable and something evidently up anything for a change my health is good and tough as a bear february twenty three none have been taken away from the island for a number of days have heard that a box came for me and is over in richmond hope the rebel that eats the contents of that box will get choked to death i wrote to the governor of michigan austin blair who is in washington d c some weeks ago he has known me from boyhood always lived in the neighborhood at jackson michigan asked him to notify my father and brothers of my whereabouts 
to-day i received a letter from him saying that he had done as requested also that the sanitary commission had sent me some eatables this is undoubtedly the box which i have heard from and is over in richmond rebels are trying to get recruits from among us for their one-horse confederacy believe that one or two have deserted our ranks and gone over bad luck to them end of part two